Ugh, no more beer. It was just awful. It's just you and me, Jolt Cola. You will drink? Here is the beer you humans call Budweiser. Turning the Earth into a spaceship, killing all the Time Lords, destroying all of time and space, and now this, Budweiser. This is surely your most evil of all plots. You will be inebriated. Inebriated? On Budweiser? There's more chance of me finding a planet with no caves. Hey, do you mind? We're trying to do a podcast. Sorry. Sorry. Finally, they let me drink in here. Supplemental Episode 10, Part 2 of the Crossover with the Drunken Time Travel Podcast, featuring Ron Algar-Watt, Matt Robotham, Gav Brown, and Gav Drury. You guys do your beer thing. What what are we doing? Uh, After three, we'll open the beer. On three. One, two, three. Stop it! (laughs) One, two, three. Okay. One, two, three, and open. One, two, three, (laughs) open. Did you miss? Yes. Ah. One, two, three. Hello, and welcome to part two. The epic conclusion? We missed you! We did. uh, And now, the continuation. (laughs) I always loved when she said that. The conclusion meant you were the last part. Dun, dun. Dun, Uh. dun. So, as is usually the case when the four of us get together, we cannot shut up. (laughs) (laughs) The last show went an hour and a half, and we still have the rest, like, a a good 50% of what we planned to do, so. Mm -hmm. Yes, and this was Algar who said to me, I don't know if we have enough stuff for a show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was before before the mail showed up. That was before your friend Steven sent us all the questions. (laughs) And I thank him for that. Oh, I do, too. Steven. Yes. I just said to him, because he asked me when uh, the show was go- was recording, and I said this weekend, uh, you might want to send me a few questions if you can. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he did. <laughs> no, he sent all the questions. Yes. He did. They're not even not bad questions. <laughs> well, I think we should begin answering them. <laughs> Thusly. Thusly. <laughs> I've learned it in the time we've been away. Thusly. There. Got it. So, uh, I, shall, uh, I shall begin with the first one, and then... Uh, you can read the next one. How about that? Oh, boy. Well, well there's, well, there's uh, uh, the differences of time travel between the two shows. Oh, yeah, let's it. address that first. Go, Gav. <laughs> You've done no prep for this, have you? <laughs> we have another science question for you in a bit, I, I too. I don't so. know what Star Trek is. <laughs> well, well, I'll start, then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Star Trek, uh, City on the Edge of Forever. You've got Edith Killer. She must die. She must die. She, she had to die mm-hmm. because... Uh, she protested against the uh, the rockets, and then that that uh, that would have ended up destroying the world or something. And then you've got Star Trek Four, where where went the what? Sorry, uh, where does time travel come into that one? Because they went back in time. Most um, most time travel in Star sorry, Trek the, falls under the uh, the the first example Gav gave there, which is. Going back in time has screwed something up, and they have to put it right. Yes. Well, this was them going back in time to the 60s. 
or seventies or whatever, and then they had to they had to she had to die, even though no, Kirk no, going back to the thirties. Yeah, that was the depression, the thirties. How did the girl back in time? Yeah. This the, okay, this big giant gate. Mm. They went walk through it. Think of it like a think of, think of it like a cave, Gav. <laughs> so they spent and seven episodes running back and forth in it. Yes, the temporal agents in the Star Trek is something, aren't they? Yes, I'm, I'm running through a list. Sorry, carry on. I'm getting to that. <laughs> Star Trek Four. Uh, that was a bit different because uh, Scotty just decided to invent transparent aluminum with mm. some other guy. He didn't know if he invented it or not. Yeah, and apart from that, that so movie... This is, sorry, Gav. This is back in 1987. They traveled. And, and um, right. apart from that, I mean, the whales that they took were Which about to die anyway. Dead. So, I mean, yeah. most of the changes that they made weren't really of consequence, except that they took a woman away uh-huh. and Scotty invented transparent aluminum. Right. Invent- and left and left transparent aluminum in her, in her place. Well, isn't that the, the, the law of conservation of transparent aluminum? Yeah, yeah. If you t- if you leave transparent aluminum, you have to put a woman right. there to make up for the space. That makes sense to me. I think the find is transparent aluminum. Oh, sorry. Oh, Fair pardon us. <laughs> so you've got one where someone uh, they have to keep history the same. You've got another one where fuck history, <laughs> and then you've got first contact where they have to recreate history. Well, I would say that falls into the category of. We've gone fuck like history. <laughs> yeah, fuck history. No, we've we've, in we've inadvertently changed history, and we have to change it back. In this case, their involvement with the Borg did it, but it was still someone has gone back and altered something, and we need to put it right. Mm-hmm. Yes, even though they're still there, we we're gonna put it right. You know, right, right out there. Right, but most yeah. time travel in Star Trek happens like that. Like they've gone back in time, they fuck something up, and they need to unfuck it. And then you got yesterday's Enterprise, where history changes and no one remembers, and then they have to change it back again, and no one remembers still. No one person remembers. Yeah, but then in some awful loophole. Yeah, well, she she remembers not... some vague, um, no. you know. No yeah. one person remembers. I might that remember. she gave birth to a Romulan. Well, by the time this posts, it would have been months and months ago since that happened. So let's let's not think of it anymore. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I I had to listen to it then. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I don't want to listen to it again. <laughs> I, my my head hurts at the moment. Yes, uh, See, we're, we're we're engaging in a sort of time travel our own selves right now. Yes, but in general, Ty- I think timey wimey. <laughs> in general, we're I think literally engaging in drunken time travel. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I think most most Star Trek time travel does fall into that first category, though. I think there's a few exceptions. Mm-hmm. But mostly, well, I mean, the entire new like, movie is based around them not fixing something that. Right, but prior to that, I mean, the new movie did something very, very different. But there was a, there was that Deep Space Nine episode where they went back in time. Well, it's kind of like uh, First Contact, where they where they inadvertently killed someone and they had to put it right. Right. So it's a bit like that. But in general, the logic of time travel in Star Trek is that history has to follow a certain path, and if it doesn't, the, generally the Starfleet people make sure that it does again. Yeah. It's okay, guys. We're getting to talk to I remember one time oh, travel Star Trek episode when we went back just, to see just, Scribbles. Just the one? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Deep Space Nine, that was, guys. Yes, it was. Yeah. And that was the same kind of thing. Where someone was going to assassinate Kirk, and they had to stop it happening because history mm-hmm. has to happen a certain way. That was awesome. Right. Whereas I think in Doctor Who, it, it doesn't really play by the rule. Am I correct there? Well. That dude could give a shit. <laughs> 
Well, I don't know that go. I don't know that history has a a fixed like it has to be a certain way in Doctor Who. Is that correct? Uh, well, here we go. In uh, in, <laughs> in Doctor Who, the early days, like the Aztecs, mm-hmm. uh, you cu- you can't have any effect on history. So whether you try it or not, history would set itself right. It would, yes, basically. Okay. And then the gunfighters, which we just <laughs> done at this which point, wasn't too long after that. Oh no, sorry, which we did, which we did, which we did several hours ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they tried to. They, uh, the doctor even tried to change history, despite him saying that you can't have any effect on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently, and then later on in the third doctor, Day of the Daleks, he just didn't like Barbara. Like, no, that's <laughs> it. Like, I don't blame him. Poor Ian. He and Day of the Daleks, he can change history. You can't change history, mm-hmm. but it results in a paradox or something. Oh, Back to the Future rules. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Pyramids of Mars. You know when they're fighting an alien threat, Sarah. This was in the past, and Sarah Jane, who was the fourth Doctor's companion at the time, said, "Well, what's the point? Because we know the future is going to be fine the way it is. You know, because we've been there." Right. And then he went forward in time and showed her the future, and it wasn't right at all. So it's all uh, basically in Doctor Who. Sum up: It's all over the fucking place. It's all wibbly wobbly timey one. <laughs> yes. Well, Who knows now, what that means? And now, now in the new question. series, yes, sorry. I so, I always thought that he not only traveled in time, but he also traveled between realities, and that was how you covered for like crap like that. Is that true? Let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> All has, right. Has that ever been expressly stated, or is that just some sort of no prize explanation of it? Keeping in mind, I've seen exactly eight episodes of Doctor Who. Right. Trump. I think that's a no prize explanation. I don't think he travels between realities. Hmm. <laughs> No, I don't, Why am I asking you? I don't think it is. <laughs> I, think, I think the current explanation of time traveling Doctor Who is that there are fixed points in time. They can't be changed. They cannot be changed. Except except when they can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really hard. So, yeah. Well, in fairness, you've got a 50, like a, a show that's been running, you know, apart from that little gap there for 50 years about a time traveler. I can't imagine it's going to be perfectly consistent the whole time. This is what I keep saying. This is what I keep saying. It's if it's if if it's a show that you really want continuity to make sense. Yeah, you don't watch Doctor Who, right? Because it's all over the place, right? Yeah, yeah. It invents new rules with whatever. Whoever's in charge fix the story at the time. I would. I would say. I would expect. Like at least during, say, Matt Smith, I would hope that they are at least consistent. You know that whole time and they don't contradict earlier Matt Smith episodes. You know what I mean? Like it, it's fine if they contradict the fourth doctor or something, but at least stay consistent in the same sort of era or that would be kind of, I think kind they're of trying to do it new series. It's right. Intense. I'm sure the new series doesn't try to contradict, you know, itself, you know, yeah. like, doesn't try to contradict the ninth doctor or anything like that. Right. Well, that's what yeah. I mean. I assume there's I a, there's a mentality in the new series the where they want to, yeah. Stuff. But the old series should on its own. Anyway. Right. Yeah, but that, that was like ten years later. Yeah, again well, because it ran for so long. For the gunfighters, that was two years later. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but is there a lot of changing of history in Doctor Who? I know in the new series, I did. I have at least what I've seen of it. There isn't a ton of that. Yes. Okay. Genesis of the Daleks with the Fourth Doctor. Uh huh. He went back in time to try and avert the creation of the Daleks. And instead he genesis to them. And he failed. <laughs> he, genes- 
Yes, with uh, Phil Collins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but didn't he didn't succeed? But he, God, now I want to um, see a Phil Collins Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> Feel it coming it in invisible. the air tonight. It would. It would be invisible. Oh, Lord. It been a few. But but he did. He didn't. You know, get rid of the Daleks. But he did change it so they averted their creation by a good many years. Mm-hmm. There've been a few episodes where one of the Daleks or the Master somebody has changed the past, and he has to go back to sort it out to change it back right again. So that's so the general Star Trek setup then. There was that one, the King's Demons, where the Master tried to change history by not having the King the King sign Magna Carta. Ah, that bastard! But. <laughs> but I don't think he changed it that way. The Doctor does seem um, sort of disproportionately concerned with, with the history of England. Odd that. <laughs> <laughs> when there's well, a whole it, world and many worlds to concern himself with. He's, he well, sure back is. to London again. Yep, again? Jesus. He's getting obsessed with America lately, though. It's, it's because his mother's half-human. No, it's because he's half-human on his mother's side. <laughs> really? No. Well, that's what they said in the TV movie. Everyone <laughs> that everyone ignores. <laughs> everyone, with no exception. Or he could just be lying because fuck you. Or he's just a big Star Trek fan and wanted to be like Spock. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> he's, he's half Vulcan, right? <laughs> but which half? He's half Vulcan and half ET. <laughs> oh God! That's why he's always trying to phone. phone. No, that's why he lives in a phone box. There we go. There you go. Oh, that's yeah. good. There we go. <laughs> so, so basically, on both series, time travel is all over the place, right? I no. I mean, I think you can take that from anything with time travel because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, in a basic sense, it doesn't. But if you're doing a sci-fi show, you kind of have to do time travel at some mm-hmm. point. That's just one quantum of those staples. Leap. Quantum leap generally makes sense, doesn't oh, it? Oh God, no, it doesn't. The guy it. jumping between people, yes, yes. that makes the guy that sense. lives in people's bodies. That, that yep. doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> and he can't leave until he does you, a good deed. Oh, you wouldn't like that, would you know? <laughs> so I but as far as the mechanics of it go, and I don't want to get too deep into science stuff, you guys have a whole podcast for that. But um how does the TARDIS work? Or do they bother saying that? I don't care. Like if they don't, if they just say, ah, it just works, who cares? Or have they tried to explain it? No, I don't think they've tried to explain it. Okay. it yeah, it just goes back in time. Uh, Shut up. Well, it runs on Artron energy and uh, travels through the space... Vortex. No, time vortex. Time vortex. So, yeah, and, and runs on the energy of a black hole. I, that makes total sense to me. That's all I know off the top of my head. <laughs> Whereas Star Trek tries to explain it, but it still doesn't really make sense. Uh, slingshot around the sun. Slingshot around the sun. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I guess if you go warp 10, then you go back in time. I don't know. Yeah. Before you turn into a lizard. You can do it back. Oh, God. <laughs> We're talking about Star Trek, not Voyager. <laughs> you can travel back in time by uh, traveling around the sun, you know, faster than light or whatever. Yeah. But they're always going yeah, faster than light. But it's starting to be says that. But, but you, you, they only did that once before, and they traveled back in time 100 million times differently. That's true. There was 
that the magic portal, which was the easiest way that they didn't have to even explain it. No, uh, it's a, a magic man did it. A, ancient alien technology. That's all you need to know. It was a Stargate. Right. It was not a Stargate. Only it was interesting. It was like Stargate. Huh? <laughs> it was like a Stargate, except people cared about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a star cave. <laughs> so they kept getting lost. In the oh. But then, then there were times where, yeah, the Enterprise malfunctioned or something, or, you know. Yeah, the Enterprise malfunctioned, and they ended up back in 1963. Yeah. Right. I love the idea that you can malfunction so badly you go back in time. Well, and I was, I, not well, too long ago. Well, that's was all about. <laughs> yeah. I, I was reading not too long ago one of the books based on the, uh, the, the Time Cops, the, uh, the Department of Temporal Investigations. And they were, they did a good job of trying to piece, like, try to make sense of all the time travel, try to say, well, obviously, there was something special about the Enterprise's engines that Scotty could just turn a knob and suddenly they were accidentally back in time. Like, he, he tried to explain it and he didn't go too well actually with it. It was actually pretty cool. And, uh. That's one of the things I like about that guy is he cleans up. Yeah, he tried to, tried to tie it all together and say, no, 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 it makes total sense. There is a black hole like object near Earth. Uh huh. You say black hole. So that's what, that's what makes time travel. Right. But it was a black hole type object. It was a super dense star or something. I don't know. Sure. Science, so, mass. Like you get. Know. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. <Looking up. laughs> I think I think we've covered everything we need to cover on this topic. Are, do you guys agree? Or I, th- I think we've spoken about it more than any of the creators of Star Trek. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they all go with the Homer Simpson school of goes back in time for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do they use the toaster too? Yes. But there wasn't a talking pie, and that's the annoying thing. That's your heart. you got to have the talking pie. <laughs> which leads us to Ron Howard yes. and his brother Clint Howard, which leads us back to Star Trek. Except that was the first part of this show, which, you know, nobody's going to remember. Something with Kevin Bacon. People right. will remember it. <laughs> I will force them to remember People it. hang on our every words. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> so shall we do the mail? Yes, let's do the mail. Uh, yes. Very so well. Should we should we talk about the actors that have been in? Uh, nah, let's let's do that after. Okay. <laughs> let's just do that. Yes. Okay. I'm going off the plan, Gav. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Don't know what. To He's do. like, I thought we agreed on a list. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm we off made the map. Different list. No, I just I want to make sure that we give enough time to these. Um, because or people did write in, right. we bothered them, and we want to, you know, we want to make sure we uh, <laughs> yeah. we ignore these okay. appropriately. Yes. <laughs> so well, why don't you read the first question? I think I might be too drunk. <laughs> 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 now I want you to read it even more. God. <laughs> Do you have it in front of you? Actually, no, I have to pull it up. Ah, very well. What about the question? Oh God! Actually, let's go. Our first question actually is a voicemail. Ooh. And it comes from our pal Kim. Huh? And we shall play it. Are you ready, guys? Thusly. Hi, guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller. It's your friend, Beauregard Oxum. In a recent installment of Post-Atomic Horror, you covered an episode called The Drumhead. In that show, a Klingon spy was stealing computer secrets and injecting them into blood. Can you do a drunken science on the blood messages? Because I'm really curious about how that would work. Thank you. You're my favorite. Bye-bye. Uh, my brief answer is going to be no. Yes, 
No. Yes. No. Yes. No. You yes. love Italian, and so yes. does he. Gov, <laughs> a guy encoded D- uh, an entire book into DNA. Yes, DNA is a process, is something that stores information, amino acids aren't. I may have misquoted that or possibly came to, like, I... I don't know. <laughs> he, he, he encoded it in his in this episode, which you watched. I know I watched it, yes. Which you can't remember. It, it may have been his DNA. I don't know. <laughs> it was in his DNA. Okay. If it's in his DNA, yes. <laughs> but, Brilliant. But they said, I'm pretty sure I remember during the episode. But they, <laughs> you don't remember during the episode. <laughs> it was I don't remember the episode we did. In his blood. <laughs> I'm just in Kim and the amino acids thing in. I thought that that's what he said, but but I don't know. But if it is amino acids, no. There's like... It's not possible at this time. At this time. It's not possible at all. Okay, but Irish Gav, you did mention that someone has actually done that. They put a a book. I I seem to remember something about this. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, there was was a scientist who had a book on DNA, Mm -hmm. which he managed to encode into, you know, actual DNA. Picture of himself. Was Spider Man behind it? <laughs> so, so essentially, how we did it was that you know your D- DNA is encoded in your four letters G A T C, right? And they used G A as either one or T C as a not, and they so they so did it in jump. binary essentially. Yeah, they, they encode it in binary, and because DNA is encoded in a sequence, mm-hmm. you can actually encode the noughts and ones in a sequence and write a book that way. Wow. And because DNA is that long, and it it encodes that much information, you can actually write whatever you want in it. So you this, could... is, this is why drunken science doesn't work. Huh? <laughs> 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 wrote all of history's books onto a guy's DNA and then launched him into space. <laughs> <laughs> That's Voyager 8. <laughs> But where was the guy named Yep. Just as he was launching off, he said, I can see my house from here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm thinking you could, couldn't you then write software inside someone's DNA, like build an operating system and like anything you could do with binary, you could do. Why not? You could, you could effectively install Windows 7 (laughs) in someone's DNA. I don't know about Windows 7. You could definitely get Linux in there. Ah, oh, very well. Well, you could, you could install the code for uh, Windows 7 in it, but it wouldn't run inside someone. Well, not until you turn them off and on, no. I'm shocked at what you said. It's okay, Gav. It's okay, Gav. Windows 7 doesn't work in a computer. Never mind someone's body. Take that, Bill Gates. <laughs> All right, moving on. Hope hope that answer was was uh, satisfactory to you, Kim. Uh, Matt, why don't you drunkenly try to read this next question? This uh, this one from Flog. Uh, no, we have one from Jason. Since there have been multiple Star Trek captains and multiple doctors throughout history, my question is this: Which doctor personality, per, which doctor personality wise fits with what captain and why? For example, I feel the tenth doctor fits with Captain Picard. Really. Yeah, that was my reaction too. David Tennant and uh... <laughs> David Tennant and uh, Captain Picard. Uh, I, I think that as well. Okay. Really, I why? would like to know why. Yes, I'd I like to know why. <laughs> well, I know you think Captain Picard is a cunt. You're on the record as saying that. <laughs> <laughs> surely, surely he would be with the first Doctor. Mm. No, the, I think they've both got the seriousness about them. 
Really? Yeah. You feel the task doctor is serious? Well, uh, yes, at times. At times, yes. Yeah. Surely he would fit better with the first doctor who's serious all the time. I cannot picture Captain Picard. <laughs> I cannot picture Captain Picard saying wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Uh, no, I can't picture that. <laughs> timey wimey. On the other hand, I can picture Geordi saying that. <laughs> <laughs> They've given him stupider techno battle. Oh, gee, Captain. <laughs> uh, no, I think the first doctor was tenth doctor. I yes. Yeah, I could see that. I could wait. The I first doctor with the, the tenth doctor. doctor. Hang on. The tenth doctor isn't. I wouldn't say he's that serious. I say the ninth doctor is more serious than the tenth. Uh, I, I say the ninth doctor's more playful than the tenth. But you say a lot. I I would say the ninth doctor. I would compare him more to Cisco than anybody else. Because yes, that I could definitely. There's say. there's a bit of an intensity and a bit of darkness, but he's. It seems like he's trying to hide it and still you know do his job and, and be and a good guy. And he's still a nice guy. Yeah, right. I agree with that. He's he's I just know. come out of the time war and he's trying to forget it. And right. No, I think I think the ninth doctor would fit with Picard more. Really. Well, they're both proper actors. <laughs> They're both proper actors slumming it. Ah, that's fair. Yeah, that's definitely true. Although, has Patrick Stewart ever showed his cock? <laughs> Forget well, that. Tenet's toured with the Royal Shakespeare Company. Yeah, that's true. They did a version of Hamlet together, he did with uh, Patrick yeah, but Stewart. He, was, he wasn't a proper actor before he did Doctor I think uh, I think you've just lost the Tidrow vote. <laughs> and any of the I, other excuse me I was watching David Tennant long before he was a doctor well so you're a David Tennant hipster then <laughs> yes much exactly like David Tennant himself right <laughs> I, I just want to say thank Christ you for... just lost to David Tennant <laughs> I just want to say thank Christ for David Tennant's name being Tennant and being the tenth doctor that is a that is a mnemonic that helps me remember the doctor's numbers I love that there's yeah. a Doctor Who mnemonic yep <laughs> because otherwise you guys say the fourth doctor, the eighth doctor, the I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Ten. Tenant. Thank you. Like, Jesus. Okay, ten is tenant, so we can count backwards right, from that. Right, exactly. Eighth is the best one. <laughs> eighth I remember because you're weird. <laughs> I remember so many things because he's weird. <laughs> That's the best mnemonic of all. <sighs> um, I don't know, so... I, putting jokes aside, really, Janeway, who would who would she match up with? Janeway uh, matches up with the Sixth Doctor. <laughs> because you hate them both. Funnily enough. <laughs> Who's the most shit doctor? Is she the one that dresses like a clown? That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we skipped Kirk. Kirk, I would say, is the Third Doctor, because they're both action hero types. And they both play the flute. I, I can't disagree with that. Wasn't the Third Doctor the one with the champ haircut? Yes. Yes, yeah. He, I, I don't know, Kirk to me should be young and handsome and dashing, and I, <laughs> I don't see that at all. None of them are. I just think they're both, both more action You think the 10th Doctor for, for, uh, for, uh, Kirk then? Well, he's definitely well, got maybe more the 5th, are you thinking the 5th? Well, I don't he's, know the 5th, so I'm probably he, not he, thinking he's, him. He's, <laughs> uh, he's the one with the celery. Ah. I, I, because I'm not familiar with him, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Tennant had I, there was that whole weird thing with Rose. You know, are they 
romantic? Are they not? And then there was the whole weird sort of uh, unrequited thing with Martha. Like, I would say he's more, he's got more of that romance thing going than any of the other doctors that I've seen. So I would say in, in that respect, he's more like Kirk. Like, have, have they really explored the doctor's, you know, love interest and, and His that sexuality? Yeah, that dynamic with the, with the companions so much as they did with him? No. No, I don't know. They never really did, did any of that until the new series. Well, it seems like something that would make it weird. Like, it seems like it would change the whole. Well, and up know. until recently, the doctors have always been, like, significantly older than the companions. And well, the, well, the fifth doctor, he was only in his late 20s, early 30s. Really? Yeah. He looks so much older for some reason. Don't let him hear you say that. <laughs> weird face. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you're thinking um, of that. Um, what was the short that he did with Tennant for the uh, children in need thing? Oh, uh, what was that called? Uh, Time Crash. Right. Well Maybe you're thinking of that. He looked quite old there because he is quite old. Two points for that. <laughs> Oh, God, are we doing points? And three from yeah. Gryffindor. <laughs> it's okay. Cal's got minus two points. <laughs> so he's the Alan Davies of the show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and for, for Cisco, I was thinking the seventh. Okay. The guy we just watched in our episode. The guy you just watched. It last, well, they do last, both have last, a very specific last, way of last speaking. part. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cisco always rolls his oars. Romulans. <laughs> uh, because <laughs> uh, they've got more complex storylines for them, I think. Okay. Again, we're kind of out of our depth here, so we're going to have to defer to you on that. Excellent. Uh, and Archer, I think the Ace Doctor, because they're both irrelevant. Ouch. Yeah. I'll say I'm leaving. Oh, thank God. Oh, no. <laughs> If I have you to drink, get a, you don't get out of this. That English gab disappeared in a puff of logic. <laughs> if I have to drink beer, you have to sit and finish this. <laughs> All right, you guys, you guys take some questions now. Okay, I'm going to read the first one from Stephen, mm-hmm. uh, and he asks, "Which show has the better fake science?" I'm going to say Star Trek, hands down. Yeah, really? Star like Trek tries to have Yeah, it that, attempts like, to explain, yeah. whereas Doctor Who says, fuck it, let's just concentrate yeah. on the story. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, timey wimey, reverse the polarity of the yeah. neutron flow, Artron energy, Blinovich limitation effects. Exactly. Did All you? That's what? What's, what's better than that fake science? Uh, reconverting the deflector dish to emit a tachyon pulse to the lower EM band to the uh, warp nacelles and then rerouting that through primary EPS conduits uh, to create a Verderon particle uh, accelerator. You fall oh, the sun the has a certain property that reacts with my ring and causes that to explode. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's brilliant. <laughs> now, Gav, I don't know if you were reading from a list or not, but that was right off the top of my head. <laughs> I was reading from a list. <laughs> so I win, is what I'm saying. <laughs> No, you're. You, I think. I think we're all agreed on that. Star Trek tries. I think and fails most of the time, but does try. Yes. I think especially, a lot of the, especially Voyager. Yeah. yeah and with with the transporters, they have the the Heisenberg compensator, right. which doesn't. Right. It's not. The, it doesn't the, make the, sense. They recognize limits right. in science. You, you right. know why the Heisenberg compensator was was put into Star Trek? It's it's to shut up. 
Yep. People like Funny. you. Yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the amount of times I'm watching an explanation episode with you, and you're like, "Oh, that couldn't happen." Well, and I've yes, heard of yes, uh, what? There's a conference. It's awful. It was, it was watching an episode of or, or X Men First Class. The amount of whining you did through that. <laughs> the um. Oh, Terry, that movie's fantastic. I know. That's what I. I mean, just watch. I really enjoyed it. It's a great moment. Yeah, but you wouldn't shut up during it. Oh, that didn't happen in the comics. The, anyway. um, I, I've heard people say that Next Gen has not aged well science-wise because they did try to base some of their science on what was current, which was, you know, 1987 to 1994. Oh, yeah, and science now has progressed 25 years, and a lot of that stuff looks ridiculous now. See, that doesn't bother me just because they're trying. Yeah. You know? It, it's like, like, I appreciate them trying more than I do them succeeding. Well, it's like the pads. It's like having a different pad for every document looks ridiculous now. But at the time, it was like, they don't have paper. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then having to bring the pads down. Right. Like, it's got a message for someone. Instead of just sending it. Yeah, there's no Wi-Fi in the Enterprise. They literally literally take it to another deck. Well, nobody has the Wi-Fi password is the problem. (laughs) Which is ridiculous because it's Picard one two three. Right, changed on a minute basis. <laughs> no, data's yeah, data's in charge of it. <laughs> data changes it every fourteen microseconds. <laughs> All right, next question. Go go. Uh, are we going with the one? Go. Yeah. Would any Star Trek character from any series make a good Doctor? Yes. Off the top of my head, I would love to see Picard as a uh, Doctor. Oh, that's a good. One. I didn't yeah. I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, he just, I mean, he's an older, like, more serious guy, but, like, he, that, that enthusiasm he has for just finding new shit. That's a good point. He loves when they discover something new. He's he, He's got that little kid gleam in his eye. He's like, ooh, yeah. what's this? Now, that's a good point. Uh, I, I was going to say the one's pl- played by David Warner. Yeah. But although he feels like he would be a better villain. It feels like he'd be a better, like, the master or something. And he, and, he did, and he did play the Doctor once. Really? In uh, an audio. Yes. <laughs> uh, he's uh, Matt. He's the he Chancellor Gorkin and the terrible ambassador guy in Star Trek Five, and and the villain in Time Bandits. Ah. <laughs> yes. And the guy who tortured Picard with the lights. Ooh. Yeah. And the voice of yeah. Rachel Ghoul in the in the Batman cartoon. Yes. He's been he everyone everywhere. I don't know why. And as shit as the series was. I feel like Scott Bakula could be a decent doctor. Is that because of Quantum Leap? Because he's got experience doing time travel-y stuff? I mean, he was definitely traveling between people's brains. Yeah, but apart from that, apart from the stupid science of it, he he is an experienced time traveler. That's true. Scott Scott Bakula was going to be on the new series of Doctor Who. Well, yeah, weren't they going to do a crossover and then Enterprise got cancelled? Well, that and he was he was going to be on. There was a western one in the last series. Oh, right. Uh, he was going to be a sheriff, but then they couldn't get him, so they got some some Someone loser from Farscape. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't even insulted Farscape yet. <laughs> Ooh, good call. We've no, been concentrating no. on Stargate, and we completely missed one. No, I don't think we need to insult Farscape. I feel like Farscape and it's, uh, it's not irrelevant. Well. Ah, that's a good point. I'm I'm trying to think. I I unfortunately didn't look at these questions ahead of time because I'm terrible. Um, 
Well, while you're thinking, I'm going to suggest Nomad from uh, <laughs> first yes. series. And Jackson Roy Kirk as the companion. As <laughs> <laughs> God kind of doesn't know think, we're laughing at. No, I don't. <laughs> I think okay. I'll see Bashir as a doctor as well. No, you wouldn't. I would. No, you wouldn't. I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Ooh. Bashir is the doctor and O'Brien as the companion. Oh, yes. <laughs> Let's make this happen now. That would be the, or the other way around. Doesn't matter. But those two together. Or even, even better or the same anyway, Jordy and Data. Just be like me and Gav being the doctor and companion. <laughs> That's everything you've ever wanted. Except he'd be traveling in time to get, get away from his horrible wife. <laughs> but they would be just as drunk as you two. Get back in. Down and out. Miles! No! <laughs> Back in! <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, uh, next question is, uh, which Star Trek character from any series would make the best companion? I think we, I think we covered that. Just, uh, yeah. Companion wise, I would go with Ezri, because she's adorable. That's true. Um, I'd go with Garrick with the Seventh Doctor. Because <laughs> he's also adorable. Well, he'd always be trying to blow things up like uh, like Ace. <laughs> Just because they'd both be trying to manipulate things. Yes. Oh, that would God. be pretty cool. and, it, and it'd be fun to see who would manipulate what. <laughs> Garrick, did you just blow up your shop again? No. <laughs> <laughs> Along those lines, Worf and the Seventh Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I say we should shoot it. No, stop. The problem there is that the Seventh Doctor has no honor. <laughs> yeah, well, none of the Doctors have honor, really. Except the Eighth, oddly enough. Yeah. <laughs> but I no one's honor of the yin-yang. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Kira with the Fifth Doctor, because he seemed to like collecting all the worst companions ever. Oh, oh, oh you're on Team yeah. Anti-Kira, too, huh? Yes. All right. You just, 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 just don't like women, do you? I like women. Well, he got hit on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's a fucking callback. Yeah. Oh, is that why he doesn't, can't remember things as well? That could be. He explains so much. <laughs> That's why he thinks he's a high society guy called Frederick. <laughs> English Gav, if you don't get Flintstones references, you're, you're just, you're lost. You're too far gone. Because everyone I gets don't. a Flintstones reference. No? Oh, no, here comes no. where, who are the Flintstones? Oh, no. They're the modern Stone Age family. Come on. <laughs> uh, also, Troy with the first Doctor. <laughs> Just because she couldn't be any worse than uh, than Barbara or... Uh, Ian. Or Ian, <laughs> yeah. It's the word you're looking for. <laughs> I'm not getting into that. I think she would be quite... I think she would be useful when it was the first Doctor. Really? Hmm. I think she would be quite useful as a phrase we don't often hear about Counselor Troy. The doctor we've got on the first well, well, came across. Well, we'll be getting to that several months ago. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Very well. Um, uh, and, and also, a Porter with the fourth doctor. What's that? Who, who did Just you say? Because. A Porter with the fourth doctor. Because ah. he's cause, uh, on a no-kill line. Because ah, he's yeah. used He's used to kneeling next to K9, so, you know, he might as well kneel next to a horse. Yeah, I might as well. him ride it. <laughs> That's, there's your fanfic again. Yep. <laughs> who, who, who do you think, uh, can you think of anyone? Me? Yeah, why not? Uh, <laughs> who can hear me? Uh, I would pair up Wesley with whoever the worst doctor is, just because, you know. 
Because fuck the both of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Wesley with the Six Doctor would go quite well. Wesley could wear his weird multicolored jumper. <laughs> <laughs> this multicolored thing. Oh Christ! When they get <laughs> out of the TARDIS, they could go. Doo, 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 <laughs> well, the TARDIS the does have react and blind everyone. <laughs> the TARDIS does have the properties of a clown car. It's true. <laughs> There could just be continual people coming out of it forever. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Matt, you read the next one. All right, I will. Uh, would any of the doctors or companions make good cast members on Star Trek, and which show would they be best suited to? I think we're at a disadvantage here again because we only have a very limited uh, knowledge of, of Doctor Who characters. I would like to see Ace on everything. Yeah, that that I will agree with. Because <laughs> she's adorable. You want to see Ace make out with Esri Dax, don't you? Yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a couple. Right. Uh, I thought the third Doctor could be the scientific advisor on, on the original series because he was the, he was a scientific advisor on Earth, you see. And uh, and he has the same haircut as Spock. And he has the hair, same haircut. Has the hair same cut? Right. The hair, same haircut. Have another beer, Gav. Yes, that's it. He has the hair same cut. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Gav, who did you? I I thought Martha. Uh, but, with uh, with with anyone in particular, or did you just write Martha? I could see Martha <laughs> on uh, Picard's crew. Oh yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I, could, I could see Martha on Picard. That would be a better doctor. Because because all the women are useless on Next Gen. High <laughs> <laughs> five. In in fairness, I don't remember much about Martha. I just. Couldn't well, this is the point. No, I, I think she she's a she's very educated. Uh, mm-hmm. She doesn't have a problem with authority or anything. She joined unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just think she could fit in well with Picard's crew, uh, but not, not be Kirk. actually useful as opposed to them. Till uh, not Kirk. Then. Well, no, for Kirk, she'd be carrying his coffee, and I can't imagine she'd stand for that. <laughs> Barbara could do that. Then. <laughs> Oh, yes. I want to see Amy Pond everywhere always because, yes, I'm one of those guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it's probably uh, I, not... I, I, I like... What's up? Sorry, carry on. Oh, it's... Have you seen the new companion yet? I have not. Is she nearly as attractive? Because I bet she's not. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's an extra layer to Amy Pond that you probably is probably unremarkable to you, and that's the accent. Oh, my God. So hot. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I, I was going to say Ian in Voyager. Like <laughs> I'd like him to be in the Delta Quarter. You'd like to be as far <laughs> away as possible. That's... <laughs> because his people. <laughs> yes, he could be Chakotay. Oh. Uh, uh, finally, Chakotay would look good. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. No. <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, yes, and okay. who's reading it? Those guys. I'll read it. Starship Wars. Which ship was most ahead of its time in design or concept? The original Enterprise or the TARDIS? I, well, I, on, I think this goes along with the who has better fake science question. I mean, like, the TARDIS, you know... Was, could, was it the same? It's a magic police box. Yeah. Whereas there, there is actually a project, and I don't think it's going to happen, but there's actually a, apparently a very earnest project to build a spaceship that looks like the Enterprise. Like some people think, and English Gav, if you know anything about this, please say something. But there, there's, a, a, <laughs> there is, there is, otherwise known as please say something. <laughs> well, no, because there's some science behind this apparently. 
that the shape of the Enterprise, the general design of it, is actually conducive to certain kinds of things that need to be in a spacecraft. Well... Can you speak to that or no? <laughs> uh, not to the actual science of it, no. Okay. I haven't looked into it, but... There, there were a few things. There's a like a crazy Kickstarter that's never going to happen because it wants to raise like two billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a there's a guy who really wants to build a real Enterprise that could travel in space, and uh, apparently there's a fair amount of science that backs up like the the engine should be back there, and the hab you know habitation should be here, and the sensor should be there. Like there's a real logic behind the design. Apparently, that that's all their Kickstarter says. We looked at science. Yep. No, they and had. We figured it out. They had, if I'm not mistaken, they had some consultants that used to work for NASA and some like fairly high profile astrophysicists and stuff. I'll I'll put a link in the show notes because this is pretty interesting reading. Some men or astro men, right? Men or astro men, I'm not sure which. Whichever. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I was thinking with regards to this question. Uh, yeah, the the Enterprise is. Yeah. It's generally just a starship. It's there's nothing new. It's, it's just a starship, isn't it? Yeah. There's nothing new or original or about. Well, it's just a starship. Well, well, starships at that time, the people were, they were little movies. rockets. They, they were rockets. They weren't. They weren't yeah. designed like that. Well, they weren't starships. They were just rockets. Right. That show essentially, but, and it might have been exactly. the first one. So they invented starships. Yeah, basically. But did they? <laughs> you just you just said they did. Hoisted by your own petard. By your own petard. No, in, real, in real life, <laughs> in real life, there was only Rockies, but... No, well, I'm, saying, science I'm saying science fiction shows. Science fiction shows. In high-profile science fiction. Like, I think yeah. probably in the pulp, you know, short story world, they had existed since the 20s or something, but on TV but and in movies... Designed. They weren't designed like that. Right. They never looked like that. Right. No, they always looked pretty rockety. Yeah. However, I think the TARDIS was more insane than I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not asking what you love more. I think that's yeah. obvious. Well, I mean, well, the thing with the Enterprise... It's a, I, well, you said as a, as a concept, and as a concept, who's going to come up with oh, that's uh, a true. ship shaped like a police box that's yeah. bigger on the inside? Yeah, but he said ahead of its time. It's not like yeah. now police boxes traveling through time and space <laughs> yeah. are common. I think certainly well, well, ahead of its time. Neither, neither are starships, to be fair. Fair point, yeah, but one day we'd like to build those. Time. So basically we have to wait to see which one comes about first. Yeah. I think the Enterprise is more closer in terms of ahead of its time, but concept, I think the TARDIS... It's definitely more original. So, yeah, sorry, well, yeah. I, can't, I can't help but notice that you've sided with Star Trek for two questions. <laughs> Look, this isn't a... Whose side are you on? I go with facts. I'm, I'm on the side of science. No, you're not. You're supposed I'm to be on facts. Team Who. We're not... Oh, God, is this a competition? Because I want to switch teams. <laughs> <laughs> Can, I want him to switch teams. <laughs> Come on, Matt. <laughs> Welcome to we'll beat these bastards. <laughs> yeah, fuck these guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's go make a podcast that never comes out. <laughs> He'll do the cover art and you'll do nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, next question, English Gav. Uh, Riker Wars. Who has the better beard? Irish Gav or Algan? Oh, God. No, no. no. Whose side are you going to be on this time? <laughs> well, he always I'm sides against you. I'm going to go with Algas because yeah. I don't have to look at it. That <laughs> <laughs> Says me, I have to look at your stupid huh? face. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't a very good comeback, Gav. It's because of that fucking beard. <laughs> exactly. So you should be thankful of my beard. No, but 
uh, I'm sorry, beards don't grow in space. <laughs> I honestly could not answer this. Uh, I haven't gotten that close a look at Gav. I mean, we, you know, we hung out a bit, but uh, I don't know. Couldn't say. Well, I say all beards are great. Yes, I agree. And people who can't grow beards are the worst kind of people. Oh, man. <laughs> Ask me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's. We're starting a new podcast about people who can't grow beards. <laughs> you, you grew that. You grew that mustache once, guy. <laughs> well, you said grew. <laughs> well, cultivated. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I've mentioned this before that I did grow a beard because of Riker. Like I hey, that guy looks way better with a beard. I bet I could. You know, but I could do that. I bet I could look good with a beard, too. Yeah. He looks much less like a child with that beard, and so do I. <laughs> Next question. Um, an Assimilation 2 teaser, as I know a full podcast is due. Well, we're going to cover this now, I think. Yeah. Uh, are you enjoying it to this point? This is the Doctor Who Star Trek crossover comic being done by IDW. Currently, as we record this, and I assume still currently as this airs, because it's never going to end. <laughs> No, it originally started, it was supposed to be, what, six issues? Six issues. And now they've expanded it to, what, ten? Yeah, because it's been selling insanely well, which I understand. Sure, this has never been done before, right? Yeah. No, it's never been done before. I mean, Irish guys, Although, although I think we mentioned earlier there was going to be, they, were, they wanted to do a crossover. With Enterprise uh, and the... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I can't see, I can't see that selling as well. I mean, the, the thing is, the two series fit together really well. Absolutely, they do. Like, there's I mean, definitely, you know, fodder for a pod or for a podcast. Good lord, for a comic. There, <laughs> there's a, there's a reason we're doing this show, and it's not just because we're all friends. It's because these two things are very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, and so, yeah, they do. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the uh, Farscape Stargate crossover. <laughs> I, I don't almost hit you. I almost hit you there. <laughs> I don't think anyone in the history of the English language has ever said that sentence <laughs> they before. Call it <laughs> I can see it being said in French, but not English. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's let's talk about the comic. We've all read at least some of it. Yes. Mm. I, my, my opinion is... Eh? It's really <laughs> shitty. I would not go that no, I, far. I think, it's all, I think it's all right. Yeah. But I think it it's just average. Doesn't seem to, yeah. People seem to be acting out of character. Yep. Nothing seems to be happening for a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and the art isn't as good as it could be. Well, as we record this, what, we're up to six... Seven? Six, yeah. Six, yeah. six, six. Came out this week. The last two uh, issues are very much running in place. Yeah. Like, I think it was issue four that I quite liked because they had a flashback to the fourth Doctor and Kirk, and that was great. Yeah, that was the last issue and I that I really enjoyed. And then after that, it's just been uh, the the 11th Doctor and Picard talking and talking and talking. The, there was there was an issue of just, yeah, they, they, where they were talking, and then there was an issue that was basically a clip show. Yep. A clip show in a comic book. Yeah, because they had to bring the audience up to speed about Locutus, the one thing everyone knows about Next Gen already. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck is that about? Yeah. Surely if people are buying it, they're going to know who Locutus is. Gal even knows who Locutus and, is. Anyone yeah. with a passing familiarity. Yep. And you know what? If you really want to talk about, like, if you really want to catch people up, put a thing at the beginning. You don't yeah. have to spend an entire fucking comic book talking no. about stuff we've all seen already. So okay, you you mentioned really the art. I'm mad about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned. Let's go. Let's go point by point. You mentioned the art. Mm -hmm. I yeah. didn't. Yeah. It's, it's vague painted art. 
Except when it looks photoshopped, to be to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. There's a, yeah, the, I'm not a fan of that myself. No, I don't think any of us are. In the last uh, last couple of issues, it's looked really sloppy too. Like he's had to do it really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's got worse. Yeah. 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 Well, there was a picture that I I had to do a screen cap of, and I put it on my Tumblr, and I'll put it in the show notes of Picard, and he looks like this weird. Sort, he looks like the devil. Yes. Like he's supposed, to, it's supposed to be scowling, but they made his, his scowl so deep and his nose pointed in the frown. He just, he looks like this goblin or something. It's ridiculous. Yep. And then there was the goggle chick that I also posted a picture of because obviously Matt has a new favorite now. You would think, but no. No, really. No, because she was so badly drawn. Oh, very well. It's, I think the problem I have is the art's okay, but it doesn't, it's not dynamic. It doesn't feel like anything's moving. No. It feels like a series of still images that, aren't conveying movement, which yeah. is kind of essential in a comic, I think. Yes, I get that. It, and the worst part was that, that yes. flashback episode. Never thought about it, but I do get that, yeah. That's the same problem I have with Alex Ross when he does comics. Does great mm. covers, but I don't think his comics feel like they're moving. They're, there's, they're not yeah, he's, he's a painter. Right. I, I have several points. Yes. Uh, well, okay, yeah. At the start, there's a mining uh, what, explosion or something, some shit like that. <laughs> and people have died. And then they all decide to go to the holiday for fun. Yep. And <laughs> three people turn up in the Enterprise who are obviously, you know, the Doctor and companions. Mm-hmm. And Picard suspects them of attacking a planet light years away. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Um, the Kirk, the Kirk and, uh, sorry. Like, he spends a lot of this comic really angry and out of character. They all yeah, that's seem just, out of character. This is my big problem with it is, is, yeah, Picard is just angry at the Doctor for some reason. I don't know what, uh, I don't know if the Doctor did something to him when he was younger. Like, but it's like he's simultaneously angry with the Doctor all the time, but he goes along with anything the Doctor says. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, this most recent issue is him not wanting to, and the entire issue is everyone trying to argue with him and convince him to come around to his side. It's first the Doctor doing it, then Guinan doing it, then Amy Pond doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's the whole issue is like, listen to the Doctor. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. All right. <laughs> Very well. That's a whole issue. But I only because Amy Italian. Pond asked. <laughs> I'd want to even go back a step further and say, whose decision was it to say it should be the 11th Doctor and Picard? Why? Why those two? Yeah. I don't think that they're bad choices. I just don't think that they necessarily go together. No. We kind of addressed this probably, earlier. Probably just because it's the latest one and the, the most, most popular, famous and popular one, possibly. Yeah. I suppose that's I true, know, but Kirk, I don't know. Kirk, 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 yeah, I don't know if Kirk and, and uh, the Lance Doctor would go together well. But they obviously threw in Kirk, which was good. Kirk and the Fourth Doctor was good. That I mean, felt I like, perfect. I like the art. Yeah. I like the art in that. Well, the art <laughs> yeah. went a bit cartoony, which I liked. But And I liked Spock's description of jelly babies. <laughs> There was there was a lot to like in that bit, and I really liked I, those two. Just feel like they fit together. They have the same sort of the shows had the same sort of vibe. I think from yeah. from what I've seen of the Fourth Doctor, anyway, like they feel no, I, more similar than any other blending of of Trek and Doctor Who. I think. I spent so that a, entire issue just wishing that the rest of the comic was like. This. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I also like the guy that knows. Who the Doctor is and doesn't at the same time. Yeah. That made me that's happy. Sort of, actually, you know, the best part is that's the Doctor be, you know, dematerializes on the holodeck. Mm-hmm. And obviously doesn't know it's a holodeck at first. Right. And kind of like that. Oh, 
oh, we're in eighteen hundred in eighteen hundred London again. Well, yeah, Good that doesn't uh, that doesn't seem out of character at all, actually. No, I mean, that, 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 that does seem like one. I mean, that, yeah. that, that does seem like a really good way to make make them meet. Although I think that it, that it obviously make it drag on a while. I think if if you were to do something like this, you should start by I mean, just making a list all the cool stuff you've always wanted to see in a, in a crossover like this, and then try to make them all happen. And that would have been on it. Mm-hmm. But there would have been a lot better stuff than what they're doing now. Although I really would have loved, because the TARDIS can materialize around things. Mm-hmm. I really would have loved the TARDIS to dematerialize around the Enterprise. So the whole Enterprise is contained within the TARDIS. Yes, in like <laughs> some kind of hangar or something. That would be fantastic. Yes. <laughs> they, they send a shuttle out and it hits a blue wall. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Send Worf out in a shuttle. Yes. I, Does I, he know the Vosheltons? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, by season that. five, he's got to know they have at least one. Must have <laughs> lost it, but yeah. Uh, and and the Doctor doesn't seem to be doctory enough. No, he's really. very flat. Mm-hmm. They're Can all they? very flat, and then there's a bit. I thought where... he was doctory in the first episode. Episode coming. Episode. Story. <laughs> Ep- story issue. Ish a story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did like the first one where, well, in the sort of met one of the Egyptian queens or something like that. I, I thought that I thought it was very Doctor in that. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. It, it encaptured the Doctor perfectly fine. I thought it's kind of gone off the rails since that point. I think maybe that was when they decided oh, yeah. to expand it and. Like, originally it wasn't that bad, and then they started, you know, padding it and so forth. Yeah, they padded it out, and then Picard and the Doctor have been arguing, and Picard's happy for, you know, the the Cybermen and Borg to be fighting each other. Yeah, that makes sense. He's he's happy for, for like, a centuries-old war in the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah, Yeah. that's fine. Yeah. No one seems to be worried about that. There's no kind of collateral damage that could happen at all. Everything's fine. Oh, and uh, by the way, the Borg again? Well, I do think... Again, if you're making a list, if you're looking at all the big things from Star Trek and Doctor Who, pairing up the Borg and the Cybermen makes more sense than anything yeah, else. I mean, I they definitely go together. Like, they're, yeah. they definitely have a lot in common. Right. <laughs> they, I, they, I don't think I, I would have chosen them. No. I like how they sort of quickly got rid of the Borg, though, because the Cybermen was taking them over and destroying the Borg. Oh, no, the last two issues, and I don't think it's that have has been nothing but the Borg. Yep, they I, haven't, I haven't gone. They haven't yeah, gone away. Yeah. Yeah. And now the Enterprise crew is negotiating with the Borg, which, of course, yeah, they do that all the time. Why not? Mm-hmm. No. I'm pretty sure that was the last half of Voyager, actually. Well, yeah, but that, mm. that's not. I think if you were really going to do this, you should go full on and cover a lot of Doctors and a lot of Star Trek Star Trek captains. They were they were on the right path when they did when they flash back to Kirk and the Fourth Doctor. They should do a different Doctor and Cisco. They should do a different Doctor and Janeway. I mean, I don't like Voyager, but really. You should encompass the whole mythology of both shows, I think. Yes, that would have been Yes, so I agree. Cool. I was hoping they'd do that. I thought they would do that. Yeah. Especially well, yeah, when they introduced we... the fourth Doctor and then just nothing. Yeah, before yeah. we even started reading it, we saw the cover for the fourth Doctor. Right. Uh, yeah. So we thought, oh, is this like, uh, is, are they going to be doing this? But well, no. because they all have the capability of traveling in time and space, there's definitely a way to mm-hmm. bring a bunch of different people together and just to cover the 40, 50 years of both shows. That would be fantastic. But no. But no. But no. They're just going to have uh, the Doctor and Picard moaning at each other for yeah. four episodes. And, 
half the stuff that we talked about in the earlier part of, of this episode is, you know, all the different ways that Star Trek and Doctor Who could fit together. We've come up with better ideas than they have. Yeah. Yeah. And they're better villains to have. Uh, well, who would you, who would you do? Right. I'm sure we did this in an earlier post, uh, post. <laughs> what are we doing? Drunken time. What, what do we do? <laughs> the drunken atomic horror? Yes. <laughs> Actually, the drunk atomic horror is a pretty good name. <laughs> well, that'll be the next. Why not? Why not just I don't know, have Q? That would work really well. Maybe like Q and the Q. Master. Yes, sir. yes, the master. exactly. Because mm-hmm. you definitely have to have the heavy hitters. You can't pull out one of the obscure people if you're doing it. You know, because you want no. people to recognize who it is. But oh, those... right, where the Enterprise crew fights the Candyman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking love that. I'm trying to think of who you would pair them up with. Who you Captain, he them. appears to be stuck to the floor again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Candyman and Trelane. <laughs> or, or, or Q, or yeah, Q and Trelane, because oh, yeah. there's obviously a book about that. Yeah, or the or, Candyman or, or, and uh, Cyrano Jones. There you go. <laughs> or Cyrano, friend, or stuck to the floor again. Who the hell was the dog famous? Yeah, I was trying to think of that, and I, I can't. I don't know. I think I don't. I can't immediately think the of Daleks, how they fit together. The but Daleks, the Daleks on the Parklands. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would love to see a Dalek Borg war. I was just eh. again the Borg. <laughs> no, I was just thinking for some reason <laughs> the the Daleks and the Cardassians, and I don't know why, but I think that would be a cool story. Like, it just, it feels right to me. It feels like, mm. you know, the Cardassians would bring, like, like the, the, the Ferengi, the yeah. Laser whips. <laughs> well, in the library. <laughs> I would love to see a Dalek with a laser whip. Oh, God. Tied to his plunger. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they build in the sort of accordion effect so they can crouch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And there's one further oh my question. God, now, I can, now all I can think of is, like, Daleks leaping through the air like springs. <laughs> Oh, you haven't seen the Spring Dogs, Hannah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's called the Springs of Death. You'll get there. <laughs> I've oh. got to say, though, I've, I have actually been enjoying the uh, the comic. I think it possibly... This is the best comic you've ever read. Well, you haven't gotten as far, far <laughs> as we have either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I think it possibly engages my sort of nergasm sector. That's fair. Oh. I can see that. I mean, I really enjoy reading the, the Doctor and Picard together and interacting, and the rest of the crew. Crew, <laughs> rest of the crew, <laughs> and and especially when it went to Fourth Doctor and Kirk as well. I just really enjoyed reading them all interacting, regardless of whether the story made sense or anything like that. It's not that it I makes sense. It's really just enjoying. You're absolutely right that it's a great concept. It's a great idea. They just I don't think they're living up to the potential. Is all. No. But uh, I, it could I, be I, better, yes, yeah, I agree. I really there is a lot it. of padding, but I'm really am enjoying no, it. On a I fundamental really level, really having them together is great. I will really enjoy Picard and the Doctor hanging out. As soon as the Doctor turns up, let me know. <laughs> Touché. All right, there is a final question I, I here. I think it was more a case of Picard turning up. I think the Doctor's more the Doctor than Picard is Picard. Possibly. Everyone's out of character. very angry. Yeah. Always so angry. <laughs> All right. Angry. There's Angry a, There's a final question here that uh Matt you read you read this bit. Uh let's see. 
Uh, finally, as a fan of all four shows, DTT, Pa, Star Trek, and Doctor Who, I just want to say thanks for your continued efforts and all the laughs. Well, thank you. All right, then. Thank you. <laughs> you guys take the next one. Uh, okay. Dear friends, who's worse? Rose or Kira? Discuss. Here is in crossovers, Laura. Wow, this is a loaded question. Yeah, I don't Kira. understand. I like both those characters. Yeah, I like Kira, Kira. quite a bit. Uh, I think probably Rose. I actually like by, Rose by, a lot. I know a lot of you guys I like don't. Rose. No, I like Rose, but it's just when she came back, um, it, it sort of ruined it a bit. When she came back with I, new teeth. She <laughs> she, see, what it was, Gav, is... When the tenth doctor regen- when the tenth he regenerated into the tenth doctor and he, he regenerated like, oh, her teeth. Oh, new teeth. <laughs> and she thought, Oh, I want new teeth as well. <laughs> so that's when she came back, she had new teeth. I But yeah, I didn't have a problem with her before that. I, it's one of those things for me. My favorite doctor is Eccleson, and my favorite companion is her, just because they were my first. It was yeah. I started getting into this show because of those characters, and I'm sort of they're sort of imprinted on me now. I know there are better doctors, I know there are better companions, but because you know that's what got me interested, they're kind of they're just that for me. So, hey, you know what they say? You never well, uh, Eccleson, right? <laughs> well, well, why you uh, really? Uh, Eccleston and Rose were my first doctors. Because mm-hmm. I, I never really watched it before, but I've, I've since gone and I liked it. And then Gav introduced me to the audios and the older doctors. Hi. <laughs> and you're like, who's this Rose bitch? And I, this is and so I much really better. got into these older doctors, and then he convinced me to watch the older series from around. Like, There's some fantastic doctors here. And mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but for some reason, you thought the eighth doctor is the best. <laughs> he fucking rocks on the audios. <laughs> On the audio, so you had to qualify that. Yes. <laughs> yes, he yes. has to qualify <laughs> I just do not subscribe to Laura's theory that, that Kira is terrible. Apparently, English Gab does, but I quite like her. Yeah, I love no, I her. her. I, I don't have a problem with her. No, oh. I hate her. But Gav hates shouty woman for some reason. I, well, I could see that, but that's that's more <laughs> Keiko than anything. I mean, she's a little yeah. rough. Gav likes... But- like, you really warm to her as the series goes on. She's a great character. I agree. She has a nice art. I hated it more as it went on. <laughs> she just annoyed me. Gav doesn't like shouty women. And yet, and yet, you can tell I'm going with this. He uh-huh. likes Donna. Oh. Wow. I, I, I like Donna. She's a she shouty was a woman. Character. Hmm? She was what? She was a damn good character. But she was shouty. Yeah, because I don't not like shouty women. <laughs> You but don't not dislike <laughs> non-shouty women. Yeah. But I would have bet against you not liking, don't not like. I have women. never not disliked <laughs> not liking <laughs> shouty women. I'm super impressed you guys can do this when you're a little bit drunk. <laughs> I'm having a hard time, and I'm stone sober. I no, I like Kira primarily. This is something we've gone on and on about on the on the uh, post stomach core. There are so few good strong women characters that when we finally got her and Dax, it was like yes. I love Dax. I, Dax. Yeah, Dax is great. Uh, you got yeah, we know why. Oh? This boss. Yes, they go uh, all the way down. <laughs> yeah, they do. She's very pretty. <laughs> yes, she is. So I, we need to come to a consensus here. Who's worse? Okay. Uh, My vote goes, uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. You go Kira, yeah. I go Rose. What do you two say? I would say Rose by default just because I like Kira so much. Yeah, I would say the same thing. 
Curve, you lose. <laughs> Depends on your definition of lose. <laughs> you didn't win. Another definition. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> you didn't not unwin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, English guy, take the next one. Uh, right, from English Gaff. No, 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 no. no. Before no, no. no. Oh, oh, no. From Tijo. Don't miss out Tijo. I, d- I didn't get where you were going. With just just so. to the next one. All right. Generally. From Tijo. <laughs> Dear guys, would Data and K9 be best friends if they met? I don't think they would, but wouldn't that be nice? Love, Tijo. Uh, yeah, I would like to see that. Well, yeah, I'd like to see him treat canine the way he treats Spot. Yeah, see, that's what I was going to say. I think they would be best. Well, it looks like dogs out of the bag. But, but Spot would be annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> did we ever see canine reacting to, like, cats? Did almost he... did not get that out. Did we ever <laughs> see canine okay. reacting to cats? No. And then I'm just picturing, like, like done as an animated short of Spot trying to trying to kill canine in Data's quarters. <laughs> Like setting like up elaborate traps and yeah, like a cartoon like dog chow. Yeah. yeah, like a Tom and Jerry yeah. thing. Yeah, yes. paints a tunnel on one of. The- <laughs> <laughs> that no, sounded suspiciously a like a pop he culture reference. A <laughs> I could, I could see, I could see Data and Canine solving mysteries together. Oh, in a in a van shaped TARDIS. Although Data has not had good luck keeping um, cybernetic. Uh, Life forms alive. <laughs> His record is zero and one so far on that score. So yep. uh, yeah, canine probably have, die. And then he'd have to put canine into the holodeck. You know, it's a hologram. And right. Then, uh, and then Moriarty you know what would. You know what would happen with Geordi then? <laughs> <laughs> well, what happens on the holodeck stays on the holodeck, so that's okay. Yeah, as long as you have uh, Luke. Anyone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he'd uh, like to think that, but apparently people find out. Yeah, oh. by just by just by just looking it up without passwords. Yep. Well, the Wi-Fi is is very uh, very protected, but nobody cares about the holodeck at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude doesn't bother. Dude doesn't bother changing the password on the holodeck. <laughs> he he, he doesn't. He doesn't understand your human emotion of privacy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the human condition. Yes. Uh, the humans are in mint condition. Um, <laughs> final question comes, well, comes from English Gav. <laughs> Dear Pa and DTT people, I hope you're having fun. Yep. Anyway, I have a question for English Gav. Why did you watch Voyager again? And would you like another beer? Regards, your biggest fan, Science Gav. Yes, Gav. Why did you watch Voyager? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, re- I remember, I remember enjoying it. First time watching it, I watched mm. Scorpion Part 1, and I thought that was the best thing ever, and I watched it like 12 times in a row. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then, and then. Species 8472 decimating the Borg. Right. How can you get better than that? Well. And then you watched uh, it in the context <laughs> of the rest of the series, and you're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember the Hirogen, I thought they were a fantastic uh, new enemy. Mm-hmm. You're, you're and, all looking forward to this, aren't you? Yes. Uh, I remember so, some so, of this. So I started watching it with Gavin. Jesus Christ, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you say this is a fan of Stargate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I it was a fan of Farscape. Uh, they're the same thing, right? Yeah. They're, they're interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know what. See, see I really want to say to Flonk every time he, you know, he watches his And I've been reading his reviews as well, yeah, saying really, it was shit. <laughs> I really want to say to Flonk every time he watches Voyager and says, why am I watching Voyager? You know, what are you watching Voyager for, you idiot? But I watched it, so I can't really say that. <laughs> yeah, but you watched it so we wouldn't have to. I I made the sacrifice. <laughs> yes. So no one else had to. I don't have that excuse. <laughs> Well, you live with him, and he was watching them all, so... I watched it. I was telling you it was shit. <laughs> it will haunt me for the rest of my life. But I was doing a blog. I was doing good for the humanity. Unlike Voyager. We paid for it with our dearest blood. <laughs> all right, so we have we have this other thing, this list of people, uh, actors who have appeared both in Star Trek and Doctor Who, and it's a surprisingly small list, and fairly obscure, actually. Yes. Uh, yes, there's a good few. Well, there's a few obvious people, and then there's like weird people who you wouldn't even think, you know, would be in, in the two. Yeah, but most of them are like, this was a guest star on Doctor Who twice, who was also in Star Trek once, or, you know, like, there's not a lot of big, you know, like, main, like, Starship Captains or something like that showing up on Doctor Who, or like, one of the companions showing up on Star Trek. It, it seems like secondary characters. Well, there, well, there was the, there was, well, she wasn't really, yes, yes, Kat, you remember her, yes. She, she was the Eighth Doctor's companion. Ah. And she was on a Deep Space Nine episode. Yeah, but again, she's this appeared is, once. Yes, exactly. This is Daphne Ashbrook. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, there's not really any, oh, the, remember the Irish guy in, uh, Up the Long Ladder? <laughs> How could we forget? <laughs> he, he was in, he was in The Myth Makers. I remember. Uh, I remember watching that in a hotel room with you and cringing in embarrassment the whole time as I was watching it with a guy who calls himself Irish Gav. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Pegg was in both. True. Oh, yeah. So he was. That's a good point. How I, I haven't read any interviews with him or anything, but he must have been so fucking thrilled Yeah. to I be in Doctor Who. He, he, I think, yeah, he's, yeah. he's just a huge geek, isn't he? Yeah, ex exactly. And to be offered the, the opportunity to be in that was must have been amazing. I love seeing the various uh, British comics that I'm familiar with showing up. Like uh, Bill Bailey was in the Christmas special recently. Yes. And Mitchell and Webb were in the, the uh, uh, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. <laughs> yes, that was awesome. That was fucking, because I didn't know. <laughs> and then these oh, robots. Yeah. Wait a minute. I know who that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> they were fantastic. Plus, you guys only have like ten actors over there. <laughs> so all the various shows that I'm watching. Yeah. So it's amazing that, that some of them actually end up in Star Trek. Right. You need them. Well, because there's Mark, there's Mark Shepard and his father William Morgan Shepard. I don't know who those people are. Uh, William Morgan Shepard was. A, was one of the people in Star Trek Six, one of the Klingons in Star Trek Six. Ah. Um, he, oh, Rurupente, he run Rurupente. Oh, like the one-eyed, uh, prison yes. guard guy? Don't, you will die. Right. And he was in Schizoid Man as well. Yes, I do I remember that. Oh, yeah. uh, was he in, uh, Doctor Who though? He was in the same episode as his son, where he played his son's father. Recently, like the last series, or oh. the series before last. Very nice. See? You know stuff. Yes. All right. <laughs> you can read stuff. Yes. I wrote it down, Mr. Gun. <laughs> Mr., is it? I'm saying you read it. <laughs> they call me Mr. Gaff. <laughs> yes, I read it. I read it down. 
and then read it and remember it. <laughs> Unlike you, who wrote down, is this some kind of synopsis? <laughs> as <laughs> oh, that was, in fairness, that was so long ago in this recording, I don't remember why he wrote that either. Yeah. No, this was like a few podcasts back. <laughs> uh, David Warner was kind of in both. Well. He, he was in an audio for one. If we're counting the audios, then, um, yeah, I got nothing. Never mind. I, Matt well, and I were talking about this recently. There are, there are audiobooks of, of Star Trek books, but they're all abridged. Yeah. To the point where they're each about 15 minutes long, so those shouldn't yeah, count ridiculous. at all. Yeah. Whereas you guys get full, like, radio play productions, don't you? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I think the books aren't really, they're, they're generally, they generally aren't, uh, full. Adapted as audiobooks. Yeah. So, but we're talking yeah, about different things. Just then. original thing. Yeah. We're yeah, talking about different. radio dramas versus. Well, there were, there were occasionally, I mean, there was one recently called Love and War, which was a Seventh Doctor book mm-hmm. released in the 90s, mm-hmm. which they've only just released as an actual audio play hmm. featuring the Seventh Doctor. Right. So that was nice. Have you listened to that? Yet? I have not listened to that yet. Of course you have. But I am so far behind on my audio on everything. Just based on the okay. audios alone, it feels like you guys have a much better expanded universe than than Star Trek has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? We got mostly <laughs> shitty comics and the occasional good book, and that's about yeah. it. We have books. Yeah, I, d- I don't well, think books America's quite caught onto the audio. Yeah, the audios sound fantastic. Dramas, yeah. sort of type of thing that. I mean, I keep reading. Big, I keep reading uh, and listening to podcasts from the creators of Big Finish and that they keep trying to get into America and from what they're saying, Americans just do not get the concept at all. Well, we haven't well, done... Really... Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say that from what you've said to me, there's not really radio over there so much. You well, know, there's a lot more not radio. Mu- beeps, it's, beeps, it's, yeah. it's music radio, radio, but yeah. No, yeah. you you have the BBC. Like I listen to a lot of uh, stuff from over there, like uh, comedy shows and and quiz shows and that sort of thing. You have a much better sort of culture of that than we have, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying about Doctor Who being popular over there. Uh, your culture in general is more nerd friendly, more comedy nerd friendly. You just have more stuff that's a- accepted by the mainstream than we have. I think. But that's that's all thanks to BBC. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, there's nothing, I mean, if, if BBC wasn't around, you wouldn't have that. No, you'd have commercial radio like we have, which is shit. Yeah. But then you've, then you've got people nowadays who are trying, you know, really want rid of the BBC for some reason. Yeah. Like politicians and things, they, they just attack the BBC. And uh. it's, it's, it, we need BBC. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't have things like QI. Right. You wouldn't have things like Doctor Who. I mean, you just wouldn't have, Educational programs about you know what? Wait, hang Marco on, hang Polo, on. For example. <laughs> it is one of the most things I'm most proud of about Britain that we have the BBCs. Mm. Absolutely, I I am very jealous of the BBC. Like half the things I watch right now have that little uh, BBC logo down on the corner. Yeah, and then that other shameful show that I watch from over there that isn't from the BBC. <laughs> That is my horrible guilty pleasure, which is Downton Abbey. It's so terrible. Oh, but you Downton Abbey. I wanted to mention that briefly because what's her name? Uh, I'm Harriet Jones, and I work for the government. Her, she's in that show. And oh, she in the yeah. Show? Every time I see her, I just think of that. 
Felicity Candle, I believe. And then I th- tired. Yeah, then I think, doesn't she look tired? <laughs> uh, so I think that's it. That's all the questions, anyway. Do we have any yeah. further things we wanted to discuss or uh, other business? I, I think after three and a half hours, we've discussed literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we still have another hour to do, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all the things I know. This closet is getting very sweaty. <laughs> well, I recently bought a sound dampening blanket that goes over the door, so I don't think there's any oxygen in here now. <laughs> you don't need oxygen. Nah. I'm pretty sure that's exactly the kind, the way you would want to go out. What, recording a podcast? Recording a podcast. Yeah. The only problem is that who would edit it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you would try to st- you would try to stay alive just so you can edit the podcast. Yeah, then I can drop that. Then it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't edit it. Just send it out as is. Oh, sure. <laughs> Do that, Gav. How many times toilet have you gotten to go to the toilet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Several. See, that's what you would do. You would just send the podcast out and not edit it at all. When we talk about our quotes, You're it would exactly just be... what sickens me about this world. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And with that... Gentlemen, there's a reason we've been recording this for three and a half hours, and that is because we fucking love doing this. Yep. <laughs> yes, indeed. And I hope it shows to you guys because we, we really enjoy each other's company. And, and if it wasn't so much of a time commitment, I, I, I dare say that the four of us would do this every week. Yes. Because this is a fucking Happily. blast. I would not be against it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, you would. Apart from I have to go and drink beer every night. Well, like I said, apart from the time commitment, we all have. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Listen, you can drink as much as you want while you talk to us. God knows <laughs> well, I did. Right. I tried to get you to do another podcast and you wouldn't do it. <laughs> another, huh? Uh-huh. Trying to keep up with us. The James get Bond off our turf. The James yeah. Bond podcast, yeah. Ah, very nice. <laughs> yeah, all right. we just started watching them. Oh, well, you got. We're not doing. We're not doing a podcast. All right. <laughs> well, now I kind of want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear it. We'll do that. They'll do that after they finish uh, Drunken Time Travel. So, uh, years. Yeah. Oh, that was one final thing I did want to address very quickly. Uh, Gav, uh, Irish Gav, you and I once sat down and figured out who had uh, the bigger task: us with all of Star Trek, or you with all of Doctor Who. I cannot remember what we decided. Do you remember that? I think. Star Trek was just in the lead. And I, yeah, I, I seem to recall that, and I seem to recall if we didn't count the movies, we would have been sort of in a dead heat. But Doctor Who is adding things every year, That's whereas true. Star Trek is just movie every three years. 20 years. years now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm in the lead now. I and, and we're doing epic stories apart from... I yeah, I don't remember. No, no, I th- no, we we all worked it out, uh, you know, using d- the durations and yeah, we counted running time <laughs> rather than yeah. episodes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and it it turned out I think we had slightly more, but our show will be done way sooner because we come out every week versus you guys doing three weekly. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> because you're so fucking lazy, God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so lazy. <laughs> do you, do you know how hard it is to get him to do anything? <laughs> Get him He's to do anything. He's hard enough getting it out every three weeks. <laughs> what about the podcast? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to go, you guys. <laughs> say the magic words. What I'm supposed to say words? them? I don't remember. Mendoza! <laughs> Super, Super twist. twist. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>